Geek Podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd. It is our 52nd episode, which means I believe we're at our one-year anniversary. We are. We are indeed. We are. We are. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, b- before we get in the show, let's kind of reflect a little bit. How's how's it been for you, man? Are you enjoying this? Is uh, this, I lo- I'm is loving this great? it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm loving it too, man. It, it it scratches that itch because I have a lot of friends who aren't into like the same kind of geeky things I am, and I know I talk their ear off, and they're like, "Who the f- what is Adam talking about? <laughs> who is Ben Riley, and why does he care so much?" Uh, and so you know, it's oh man, and what is he's talking about? What's the name of the win? So I I'm glad I have this outlet with you, especially. <laughs> it's been fun. Um, the N.FM has been great to us as a platform. And, you know, it's just it's been really cool. And I'm glad that every week we get to geek out and I kind of we gather all the things you gather most of it <laughs> and we just kind of geek out on it. And I think it's really cool. Um, I'm excited. We just did our riff track last night and it was a ton of fun, guys. If <laughs> um, if you if you want to venture through it with us, uh, go get Dune and uh, and play that and listen to our commentary and riff track on it. I think next time it'd be cool because next time. We're going to pick a movie that, like, we've both seen, and I don't think we've thought of one yet. We'll announce one soon. Um, or give us your suggestions. And I think it's going to be a lot more fun when I know what's going to happen so I can kind of think of some jokes a little bit ahead of time. With Dune, it was more of, like, reactionary for me. Yeah. Where I was just like, oh, my God, did they really say that? So it's <laughs> going to, you know, it'd be cool to pick a film where we both kind of know the beats that are coming. And it, I think it's going to it's gonna mesh really well. But, uh but yeah, man, it's been fun. It's been nice to geek out. It's given me an excuse to spend a lot of money on video games and um, to see a lot of movies. You know, I didn't I didn't see as many movies as I did uh, since doing this. And it's been because, you know, we're talking about them, especially with the Oscars. I mean, this year I saw all the major movies that, you know, were kind of were nominated not only for the, the, the major award, but for like the, the top awards, you know, for actress and actors and whatnot. And um and I think it's pretty cool. It's broadened my horizon, and uh, it's just been fun. What about you, man? Totally, totally. It's it's been this one for me has been big on on like comics and books, especially yeah. since we've started doing this this kind of book a week club. Um, yep. But I mean, it's been it it really tunes you into to things like I. How many shows have there been sometimes where you're like, well, I want to watch that, but there's so much going on, but then you miss out. And you're like, yeah. oh, damn, I would have loved that, but I didn't start watching it. Um, but with this show, it's kind of been like, oh, man, I got to, okay, I got to go watch this. I got to go watch that. And and for as much as, as it's such a first world problem to say that it sounds like a chore, <laughs> but but it's the idea of like there is just so much going on. And then you keep finding new cool stuff. Yeah. And it's 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 insane sometimes, you know? It really is. It, it it really is. And, you know, it's in the, in the same breath, you know, um, I, I we have that luxury. And so, like, it's it's not even a chore to me sometimes. There are some times where, for example, there are some shows I need to catch up on. Like, for example, I need to catch up on Supergirl and, and Gotham, two DC shows that I hear is really good killing it right now that for whatever reason uh, I haven't uh, been. But it's one of the things where it's like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I want to talk about it, so I need, I need to watch it. Yeah. And I enjoy myself when I do, and it, it gives me that break. Um, and like you said about the books, man, I have not read this many books in 
for forever for in ever <laughs> i should say <laughs> it's it's not happened this much uh this often um and it comics have t- taken kind of a, a a side road for it a side stepped uh, stepped aside for it i guess you would say um and that's okay like i'm still reading new new things i'm still uh you know exploring all these different novels and at the same time i still am reading some comics um i'm catching up on the walking dead um it's definitely made me um not read so many comics where now <laughs> i've kind of gone down to just a few and that's a good thing that's, that's cheaper and that's not spending as much money and it's 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 just been really fun well and it, and it makes you prioritize like you have to weed out like it it's it's something that pushes and i and i almost wish this happened more often because right. then you have to push out, well, this story is really interesting, so it goes at the top of the list. This one this one looks like it's got potential, so it goes up here towards the list. This one, I, I'm kind of on the fence about. Maybe, you know, if maybe if it's a slow week, I pick this up on a Friday or something, you know? like it's. And then the other ones that are like, well, you know, I like this series, but I really don't like where this story is going. Then junk it, you know? Right. It, you know, you have to it, – it, it helps you prioritize, and that's, you know – I mean, different taste is different for different people. Different people are going to like different stories and argue about different stories. And that's, you know, thank God for that or else we wouldn't be doing this. But yeah, like that's, you know, that's the whole thing. And it's, you know, you can you can drag that out and say, okay, if I can do that with this, then why can't I do that with something else? And it's, you know, I'm, you know, it's a little meta to go there, but, you know, whatever you can get from it, take it and run. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's what it is. It's it's gotten me out of my comfort zone. It's got me doing things, you know, just it's just having fun um, and it's just opened up a lot of doors and a lot of, you know, different worlds, I guess you could say. <laughs> and, um, and it's it's really cool. So I, I, I've been enjoying the hell out of it. And um, I hope you guys have to uh, listening. So um, but yeah, man. So what, what so what have you been up to this week? I uh, work, 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 riff tracks, work pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I I don't know. I haven't played much of my PlayStation this week. I've uh I I actually do plan on playing and I think <laughs> I, I, tomorrow night or something like that or when you're listening it'd be tonight. Um uh I just haven't had time for that. Um but I I got some friends I want to play on it with. Um I kind of miss them. Uh it's just I don't every night for like the last two weeks or a week and a half or something like that i have just been completely busy with something we've been doing the riff tracks all right plans to go somewhere it was someone's birthday uh someone was in town so it was just you know i have had to you know i i have a, an hour here and there to like i'll watch a movie or do something but uh like it's kind of what we just talked about i had to prioritize and uh when i have just a brief few minutes i know i can play a game it's been the 3ds man uh, I've been playing Fire Emblem, which has been really fun. Um, I've been playing uh, just – I don't even know. It's, it's not even in front of me, but I've just been playing like all these like yeah, – I've been playing Donkey Kong Country Returns and nice. uh, <laughs> uh, Pokemon X. Uh, just like I'll get in for 15 minutes and then I'll hop out. The only game I'm kind of playing on – well, I guess PC isn't a console, but I played Stardew Valley a, a little bit. Um, and that game, dude, I haven't I, – I, I think I've talked about it a little bit on the show before, but I haven't gone into depth like – like what you're what, like the crazy stuff they have you do. Like I'm looking for the mayor shorts right now. And uh, <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta go like apparently to uh, Marnie's bedroom. Marnie's the girl that he likes. Uh, I guess he left his shorts in there, but you can't get in there because you have to 
you have to befriend her. So it means you have to give her a gift every day. And <laughs> it's just there's so many things in that game that makes it amazing. Uh, Stardew Valley, 14 bucks on Steam. Go pick it up, listeners. Um, but yeah, man, so I, you know, and uh, we read The Princess Bride this week. And I'm sure reading from me just takes so much longer than you because you're, you're so used to reading all the time. It's, you know, it, I read a book maybe once a year before this because it just wasn't something that I did. Uh, so now it's like it's it's getting in the, you know, oh, I have a few hours. Let me let me pump into this. Let me let me let me knock some chapters out. Yeah. Um, where before I would I, I was just like, oh, well, I'll hop on the PlayStation or something like that. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's been fun. It's been cool. Um, but yeah, man. So, I mean, let's 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 kind of get into it. Uh, we, we got some movie news. Uh, you want to take the first one here? <laughs> I Yeah, sure. Um, Jason Fuchs, who's writing the, the Wonder Woman movie, has been tapped as the next screenwriter for the Lobo film that they've been working. I think they've been developing that at Warner Brothers since 2009, I want to say, 2009 or, or 2010. It's it's yeah. been in development hell over there forever, but then they did Jonah Hex, and then there was the Losers, and they went, oh, people don't want to see this kind of character. It was like, no, they don't want to see crappy movies. That that's right. the the main point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's kind of like what it's it could be kind of like what Deadpool like Deadpool could have been a crappy movie. It could have been really bad if they watered it down. Yeah, didn't do the right jokes. Didn't have passionate people behind it. Lobo could be great if they may. I think if they make it fun. And I think DC, we always go. We at least I do. I always jump on the look. DC do something a little bit different. I think we're gonna. I think because you know it's it's no secret. Batman Superman's the end of this week. We're both gonna go see it. Uh, we both have kind of come to the conclusion it is not going to be anything different than Man of Steel when it comes to tone. Right. I think they've made that very clear. So we're not expecting anything different. At least I'm not with that. I'm sure you're not either. Uh-uh. Um, uh, it looks like we're not expecting anything different with Wonder Woman because I don't think the sun was out at all during any of those clips. Right. Um, you know, it, there's not. <laughs> that's it's a Suicide Squad shot all in the dark. That's my um, problem with DC. I don't see them doing anything different. I don't. Right. I see all of these like their universe has to have one tone throughout the whole thing, and I think that is just death. I think yeah. that is just terrible for them. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, was talking. I was talking to a few people today and I was just like, you know, uh, when Fox has finally got it when they're like, hey, Daredevil didn't have to be this dark thing. Like it was fun. And when I say fun, I don't mean like it has to be like childish and like, you know, a a lot of kind of like the Marvel. I think Marvel gets branded that because it's family friendly. Um, It doesn't have to be family friendly to be fun. When I say fun, I just mean entertaining. Right. When, when you go in the theater, you're entertained and you walk out of the theater. But when you go see when you go to see Man of Steel, you're just like, well, fuck, I just got punched in the face. Uh, I don't want that every time I go see a DC film. I want, I want to cheer and I go, yeah, and have a little bit of hope and whatever. Uh, Deadpool had all of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it, it was a blast to watch. I want a DC movie to be like that. I want that. I want, you know, maybe Green Lantern. Who knows? Uh, maybe they'll do something like that. I think Suicide Squad's going to get the closest to that because it does look like a lot of fun with Harley Quinn and whatnot. Um, I just, you know, Lobo's an opportunity for them to do that, I guess is all I'm trying to say. Well, but I mean, Lobo, look, Lobo's a schoolyard bully. I have, I have, I hate Lobo. 
I guess I just don't know much about I him. absolutely despise that character. He is exactly... You look at him and you think, okay, big dude with the hair and the chains and the space motorcycle and the cigar. Oh, he's like every stereotypical biker at a biker bar. And so he was everybody in that scene from Terminator 2. Oh, I thought he was skinny. You think he was a tiny thing. Oh, no, you're thinking of the Twilight-inspired revamp that they've done. Well, that's the Lobo. That's that's the new Lobo. I know, I'm just messing with I you. Don't, <laughs> that <laughs> one's even worse. And that's, I'm telling you, man, that's, it was impressive when they were like, and this is Lobo. And I was like, hold on, wait, what? Time out here, how does this work? Well, the one you know is an imposter. This is the real Lobo. And I'm like, ah, can we just put them on the same spaceship and blow them both up? Because I really, I couldn't, I couldn't stand the new, like, I looked at the new guy and I was like, oh my God. I know. I, I was just saying that I'm going to mess oh. with you, but uh, yeah, I don't know much about Lobo. I just know that he is, you know, he's got a cigar. He is very nineties, very like in your face, like, you know, biker of the stars or whatever. And eh, I could see a chance for them to like have fun with that. If that makes sense. He's, he is, and he's absolutely an anti-hero, but right. the problem is I think we've kind of beaten that to death. Like we're kind of, we're kind of done with that idea really i'm not you know they're just we have to find different ways to break some of these types that everything can't be an archetype anymore right and i you get into some danger with that because you know spoilers from anna steel superman breaks character and zod's neck but like that's that's kind of like going the other way i liked what they did with jonathan kent his whole thing of like the world is not ready you're gonna scare the crap out of him you should hide. That's a more, it was, it, you know, it was a more realistic look. How would that really play out in the world today? I think that was a, a very real world kind of look at it. But uh, by this, by the same token, I understand the idea of that's not Superman. Like it's supposed to be a little brighter and at least a little more. There's supposed, you know, if the symbol stands for hope, there sure as hell wasn't any in that movie. Like right. that's, and 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 I I get that point, and that's kind of what I mean. Like you can, you can you can twist styles, you can you can bend this kind of narrative, but you have to be careful with that. There <laughs> there is going too far in some cases, and when you do that, it just doesn't work. Right. So. Yeah, no, I agree, and I couldn't disagree with you more about Jonathan Kidd, but, but we won't go there. <laughs> I I just hated that character from top to bottom in that film. Um, but I, I I totally agree with your point though. Like, uh, you know, it's okay to make things realistic. It's okay to not make them as just so stereotypical, whatever. Right. It's um, it's not the '40s and '50s anymore. I get that, but you know, right. there's. You can't just rebuild these things from the ground up. There is an inherent reason why people, you know, Superman's what, 70, 75 now and mm -hmm. climbing. There's a reason he's had, you know, we can complain about, oh, he's boring. He's this, he's that, that, that idea of hope, of optimism, of there's always a better way. Mm -hmm. That was something so central to Superman. And, and, you know, I blame everybody on the creative staff from, from that project for, for gutting that from it. Mm -hmm. And, and Zack Snyder in, he was talking to Variety or Entertainment Weekly or whatever. And he was talking about the, the, the collateral damage argument for Man of Steel. Right. And he actually said this, he said, 
I don't understand why people aren't mad at the new Star Wars. Because they blew up like five planets with billions of people on them. They get a pass, but Superman knocks down some of Metropolis and suddenly he's horrible. And it shows that he completely missed the point. Yeah. Because the thing in Metropolis was, here's the hero who's trying to save people and inadvertently, you know, knocks down half the city and kills how many thousands of people. In Star Wars, the villains blew some planets up to make a point. <laughs> right, yeah. That, <laughs> wow, what a... I didn't even see that. Yeah, what it a, was... I, I, I forget if it was Entertainment Weekly or Variety, but I actually read that and I'm thinking, wow... That's I, how much they don't get it. I you know? oh man, and I mean him, him and Gore like Zach. I want to like Zack Snyder, because he does come across like you see him in so many interviews. And you think here's a cool kind of guy, like I, I, and then you look at some of the movies he's made and you think ah, maybe. Like I mean, right. you know, you had he started with Watchmen and everybody. I mean that you want to talk about dividing a community, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, well, what else can he do? Well, he can do 300. I'm like, okay. Um, that was... Well, he uh, did 300 first. Right, right. But I mean, that was that was the thing of like, okay, well, there are Gerard Butler's abs and they kind of carry the whole movie. Right, and the, uh, but the, see, that made sense. 300 made sense for sure, his style. Sure. Uh, Watchmen I, was... The beginning was great. The rest, it was okay. Yeah. Um, you, you know, this actually, this conversation makes me reminds me, I really want to read Max Landis's uh, Superman, uh, American Alien. Yeah, I've heard yeah. it is really good. Right, exactly. I watched uh, like his, he did like a whole thing with Kind of Funny, and they talk about it. And he's just so weird enough where I'm like, I want to, I want, I want to see what that's like. Um, and his take on Superman because he has, he knows his Superman like with his with his videos on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. Like he knows the history and he knows enough to shake things up in his own. And it's his, it's his own little, it's it's separate from continuity so it's his own little world and i like that i like when it's like okay we can have this cool little story where things are different and it's not going to mess with you know the continuity totally. type stuff um and that's okay in that little pocket right you can't get, yeah you can't do that like a whole universe wide right, thing exactly. that gets too far but i yeah i no, i totally agree like little like here like almost kind of what ifs or just side stories that are like here's a superman story because somebody gave us a good pitch and so we gave it to him right exactly but it's not the big major dc movie universe that we're gonna live with for years right that's where it's like come on get them a little right you know exactly um so yeah that's gonna be interesting coming up you know i i can't wait to talk to you about it about uh what we think of the dc universe or the you know uh batman versus superman movie um i've tried my best to stay away from reviews uh, um i've heard good things i've heard bad things um so i'm still in the same place as i was before you know what i mean and when i say things i, I don't actually mean things i didn't hear what made them good or bad you know i was on just facebook and you see people saying great movie other people saying shit movie you know what i mean right. like it's it, it's like i have still no opinion of it so i'm trying my best to stay away from um right like these sort of reviews right and i've i've seen a couple reviews because i know they're not going to change my mind like right. i i'm going to go see this and my you know my bar is pretty much right in the middle like right. as long as this movie doesn't actively suck i'm i'm gonna be okay <laughs> Yeah, I mean, inside, I really think I'm gonna enjoy it more than than I think I am. Or that doesn't make sense. I really, th I hope and I believe that I'm gonna enjoy it more than I did Man of Steel, okay. because my expectations are now set. 
And unfortunately, they're now a little bit lower than they were before going into Man of Steel. So uh, if that makes sense, I think my expectation now I have a, 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 a good set expectation and not it's not all over the place. Well, and I mean, here's the thing with Man of Steel. It was like, it's a new Superman. OK, it's from the guy who just came off of Sucker Punch. Oh, oh crap. Right. And see, no, I didn't even think about that when I oh, I oh, I I will never let him forget that movie. Dude, when I saw <laughs> that teaser trailer and I talk about this all the time yeah. with the, with the Lord of the Rings music, yes. the Americana, everything that I saw screamed the perfect Superman movie. And then when I went and saw it, I was disappointed. And I think that's because I didn't have high expectations and obviously I'm in the same boat with you. I think they just didn't understand his character. They didn't see that he is supposed to be this this light, this hope in this world of darkness. And Batman is kind of the opposite. Right. Instead in of tone. Yeah. It, it, but, but now we just have instead of having, you know, the big blue boy scout against the, the dark knight, we now have the gritty guy in a cape against the gritty guy in a cape who has to wear armor to fight the other guy. Like we exactly. don't like this is not a contrast of styles. Right. And so that's, you know, now that I'm going into Man of Steel, I've set those expectations. So now it's going to be like, I know what I'm getting myself into, even though I wish it was different, but. I hope I enjoy it. I hope it's still fun. You know, uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor looks like a ton of fun. And yeah, apparently Max Landis, speaking of the devil, apparently he's like that Lex Luthor is based off of uh, Max Landis because he just he just uh, I don't know if he directed, but he wrote um, the last movie that Jesse was in the American American Ultra. Yeah, American man, that Ultra. was boy, was that weird? Yeah. So he's apparently based that the new Lex on him supposedly uh and he even he even referenced that he's like that's what i hear but i don't believe so even though we have the same hair <laughs> and now that i think about it it's like when you see him in the trailers it's like oh yeah actually i can see that totally um so it's going to be interesting nonetheless and you know a lot of the people that i do trust in um in, in that kind of world like for example greg miller i know he's a huge super DC fanboy, uh, he said he enjoyed it. He didn't want to give a definitive if he loved it or whatever, but he said it was, you know, he said if, if you liked, Man, if you were kind of upset about Man of Steel, you should like this. Um, nothing's going to change your mind about Man of Steel, but they addressed some of those things, and I thought that was cool. Right, uh, and, and, I, and, and I mean, that leads to, to one other point, and then I promise I'm going to stop bashing on this, but yeah. like... You, you hear them talk about, well, this movie is going to address the things in Man of Steel. I'm like, that's great. That's a crappy way to make movies. Yeah, no, I totally agree. To, you to, don't you don't want an hour of trying to fix your last mistakes. Well, and not just that, but but making a movie that is set up for the second movie, like right. stop making movies in anticipation of a sequel. Just just stop. Let every movie tell its own story. And I know this is not a new concept, but it's becoming more and more prevalent. Right. Stop. And, and I, I yeah. totally agree. I, I But the, at the same in the same breath, though, I have to say, if they do address it and it's done well, I, I can't I can't bash them for that. I'm happy they do that because it had to happen. But moving forward, yes, don't just don't make the mistake to begin with. I guess that's easy to say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't. In, you know, just I don't I don't know. I don't know. But we've gone on about this a lot. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's start getting to. Uh, did you see the new trailer for X Men Apocalypse? I I did. And I know you probably did not feel anything different. No, this is this is one where I'm just you know it's just not gonna change my mind. I I know. liked it. I really liked the trailer. I thought this it's it's weird. These trailers for the movies. It's like why didn't you do that from the get go? 
you know, why didn't you show us that? I guess someone said, I forgot who it was, but someone told me, um, well, now we see the four horsemen. But I, I always thought, didn't everyone know the four horsemen were in this and like who they were? I maybe. I don't know. I, 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 I guess I'm just sometimes I get a little too much in my head. And I, you know, I, I know the four horsemen. I know, you know, kind of who they were. I can see, obviously, the people standing with him were his four horsemen. But I guess that wasn't apparent to a lot of people. So um, the, I, I liked that they really showed them in this one. And I thought it was really cool. Um, I don't know. I just I thought it was a really well-made trailer. Um, I'll, give, I'll give you that. Yeah. It was definitely a well a well done trailer for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I, I like that Jennifer Lawrence is is she was a lot in this one. She was in this one a lot, and I um I like that. I like that we're getting a lot of mystique, and I think her character is really cool. And I don't know. I I thought it was really good. Uh, I can't I can't wait to see the film. Um, I don't know. It's it's we'll see. <laughs> that that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know you're not a fan of it. I just I'm a I love the X Men. So, um, I actually. The way I, I, I'm looking forward to the film, but I'm honestly looking forward to what happens next, and that's sad to say. But I want to see, I want to see what happens because this is going to be the one. After this one, it's kind of open, you know. Right. Who's well, going to be in the following? Exactly, because you know? like everybody's contract is up after this one, pretty much. Every everyone's contract is up, and I think everyone's going to be looking at Marvel and Sony right now because that big deal with Spider-Man. You know, to see to see what happens in the next Sony film, it might make Fox go, "Oh sh, oh shit, oh we we could actually make a profit here." Yeah, you know, right. um, that's gonna be huge. Um, and I think Fox is, you know, I don't see why not. You know, they, uh, I, I don't know, I just don't see why they don't play along, especially if Sony's going to. And let's face it, Civil War is gonna just gonna kill. Oh, absolutely. It's going to absolutely kill. And so I think the next Spider-Man movie is going to do just as good, too, because now people are going to go, guys, guess what? You know, Tony Stark's going to be in it. Captain America or whoever, you know, Captain's going to be in it. It could be anybody. We could have, you know, Kingpin in it, for which is something else I thought about today real fast. Did you think about that? Kingpin is owned by both studios. He could be in the Spider-Man movie. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, he's shared just kind of like how uh, Quicksilver and um, – Scarlet Witch is shared with with Fox and Marvel. Kingpin is shared with Sony and Marvel. So he, they could technically have his character in the Spider-Man film or technically, I mean, if you wanted to, they could put Spider-Man in the Netflix uh, stuff. Doubt it would happen. That would be the more likely version, I think. Well, they, they, because, but the well, thing. but hang on. Here's because remember, Fox owns the movie rights to the X-Men, but not the TV rights. And so I don't know. I'm sure with Sony and Marvel, it would just be like it would be like, hey, you know, we own the TV rights to the Kingpin, but you own the movie rights. But, you know, we're kind of sharing anyway. So let's just share. I don't think it would be a problem, but I think it would be easier to just have Peter Parker drop into an episode of, of Daredevil or the Defenders or whatever. Right, exactly, exactly. The Defenders would actually be the perfect place to put them. And let's not let's not, you know, fail to, to think about um uh, I forget the names off the top of my head. The kid who plays Spider-Man and uh, uh, the, J- John, the, the guy who plays Punisher, they both auditioned with each other or they helped each other audition. They did tapes together. That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. And so he was Spider-Man and he was the Punisher and they both had these crazy interactions. It is not that far-fetched to think that Sony 
uh, and Marvel both are sitting there going, we own the rights to Kingpin. We both share them. You know, we both own the rights to Spider-Man, us in the TV universe, you in the movie universe. And now we're playing with along with each other. So now it's a shared universe. It is not that far fetched if Spider-Man popped into the last episode of the Defenders to help them out. Right. Um, uh, and that would be absolutely amazing because, you know, the actor would be on board because, hey, they both got each other the job. That's that's a that's a bond there. Yeah. Um, big time. And. You know, if they wanted to, Kingpin is one of the best things about the Daredevil show. It would not be that far fetched to show him in the Spider Man movie or mention him or something. That would see that that's that needs to happen. There's no reason for it not to. No, and I keep going back to the first arc of Ultimate Spider Man. The first big thing is him trying to take down the Kingpin. Like that's a yep. central everybody goes, Kingpin, Daredevil. Well also Kingpin Spider Man. Absolutely. That was my first thought when he was on the first Daredevil movie. Yeah. But we need to take a break. So we're going to get back. We're going to get in all the movie stuff. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And we're just getting started. We got so much more news to talk about. Um, <laughs> did you see that uh, for some Ready Player One news, Simon Pegg is in talks to join the film as Ogden uh, Morrow. As Og. I love this casting Og. idea. I love it. Yep. It's perfect. Yeah. So, so okay, so it's just in talks. It's not confirmed yet. Right. As far as that's, that was what I read anyway. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so cool. It's, it's perfect. Perfect casting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, Simon Pegg is, oh man, he's just spoiled. Like he's living the dream right now. <laughs> he's been in Star Trek. He's been in Star Wars. He's going to be, I mean, he's just, Simon Pegg is kind of the, the, the movie king of the nerds. He really is. He absolutely is. We have, um, yeah, it just, it's, it's, he's living the dream. I'm super jealous of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we got some Justice League news. Uh, Amber uh, Heard uh, confirms her casting as Mara uh, in Justice League and Aquaman films. Yeah, uh, I know we had probably talked about this a while back when it was it was one of those things. It was like, hey, we're pretty sure this is a, like it's it's like almost official kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah. OK, cool. You know, fine. Um, she made mention that they're still designing the there's whatever her armor costume whatever they're doing with that ah so that means she's probably not in um batman vs superman no no she won't she won't pop up until uh justice league part one gotcha okay cool cool uh go ahead and take the next one here uh okay yeah um there was a film called the little prince um that paramount had the distribution rights for in the u.s it was supposed to come out this week i think it's done it's it's huge overseas it's won a couple different animation awards made like a hundred million dollars already overseas um and it was supposed to premiere here in the states i think it was this week and whatever it was this week or last week a week before it was supposed to debut paramount dropped it hmm. they said nope don't want it and like in the theater yeah Oh, wow. Yeah, they completely dropped uh, domestic distribution rights. So, nope, don't want it. And everybody kind of went, wow, because it was as bizarre as it sounds. Um, cue Netflix to the rescue. They said, oh, we've, yeah. we've picked up the distribution rights, uh, and we're going to add it to our service uh, later this year. 
You know, it, 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 I actually probably think that the best thing, um, a movie, because I've seen no advertising, it's supposed to come out this week, that would have bombed. Um, uh, that's kind of the perfect place to put it, I think, Netflix. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I guess if a studio is, if you're not going to promote it, and you're doing no advertising, um, it's what, it's supposed to be for kids, where, where is the, you have to advertise, you have to get kids to go, mommy, take me to that. Right. Um, Netflix is probably the safest place, it's not a superhero movie, it's not, you know, it's not Zootopia, it's, um, it's an old story, right? Like, The Little Prince? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I've heard it referenced in weird things like Lost and whatnot, but um, <laughs> but that's all I know about it. So that's the perfect play for Netflix. It's I I am so glad Netflix exists. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's it's kind of the perfect spot for it. Um, so that's cool. Yep. Um, this, we got, man, this was some weird news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, take it. <laughs> Dan Harmon is is producing a stop motion animation picture focused on the life of Bubbles. Not Bubbles the Powerpuff Girl, not the Bubbles from Finding Nemo, but the Bubbles who was the pet chimp of Michael Jackson. That Bubbles. From 83 to 2003, he was was MJ's pet. Uh, And he's still alive, actually. He lives in an animal sanctuary in Florida. Oh, okay. See, I thought we were talking about Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. No. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I need to watch the last oh. season of that because the new one comes out this month, I think. Or next month. I think it's I, I think it's next month, yeah. Soon, yeah, yeah. Man, that's such a good show. Um, Okay, a stop animation movie about a chimp that Michael Jackson owned? I don't – is it supposed to be like a comedy? I have <laughs> – I can't even imagine what it's going to be about. I think it's their end-around way of trying to do a Michael Jackson biopic without actually doing one. Jeez. So that they can kind of avoid the scrutiny of, of you know, not trying to... I mean, have you seen the casting for the, the road trip movie with the... the that the story that supposedly was Elizabeth Taylor and Michael Jackson and Marlon Brando? No. They Apparently, they took a road trip during like it was on 9-11 and they drove they were driving across country instead of flying and it was the three of them they cast Wait, yeah i'm totally confused Wait, i know what do you... <laughs> just it just take it at face value um it was just those three in a car on a road trip um and what a trio it was it ran i think it was a rolling stone article where like they talked about this and they have cast they, they they cast a couple people they cast somebody for Brando and somebody for for uh, Elizabeth Taylor and everybody was like oh okay that makes sense they cast Joseph Fiennes as Michael Jackson Joseph Fiennes yeah, who I'm pretty sure is in some way related to Rafe Fiennes you know British white as a sheet of paper <laughs> oh wow so is he playing like Michael Jackson when but He's playing Michael Jackson, like, later Michael Jackson? Right, but, you know, it's still weird because then you kind of wonder, is that technically whitewashing? Okay, but Michael <laughs> Jackson, his skin tone was white towards the end of his life, though. Right, right? and, and I and you know, that's one way to look at it. He or, ch- and he also changed a lot. I mean, I, I guess you could get into a lot of politically correct territory there um, and a lot of, you know, extremely racist territory there. But 
Uh, that's a weird choice. Um, I, uh, who would you cast as Michael Jackson? I guess you could do a really light skinned, uh, you know, African American. I think but... you would you would just kind of go through Michael's life, and then at the end, it would just be heavy makeup. I don't think you recast. But right. so I then think... you're like white facing it, right? Isn't that? The... <laughs> I mean, well, since well, since that was what what happened to him, since he lost that melanin. I mean, that's, that's... true. It's not – te- I know – and you see, that's why I think they're doing something like Bubbles, to specifically avoid exactly this. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I could I could absolutely see why that would offend people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the actor now. He is very white. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a no-win situation for that. I guess you're right. You could take a, a black actor, take him through his life, and then, you know, he goes through what happened to him. Um yeah, that's that's I never even thought about that. Yeah, I I think that's the only way you do that because otherwise it's like you have to remember even right. though he was he was pale skinned at the end, this was this was a this he was black. Oh yeah. I mean, he was I mean, he was paler than me, you know. It's he was very pale towards the end of his life yeah. uh, cuz the melatonin, but yeah, uh that's a <laughs> yeah, there's a that's a that's a lose-lose situation for studio, but I totally agree with you. You definitely got to go that route yeah um yeah i'm looking they don't even look the same when i'm looking at pictures that's and that's the other thing they don't look at all alike they're not the the structure none of it like it's yeah i don't know man yep i could see them getting a lot of heat for that (laughs) um uh yeah okay so wait a second this movie you're talking about it was martin brandau elizabeth taylor and michael jackson it was it was it was marlon brando elizabeth taylor and michael jackson and what were they doing? They were they were road tripping from I think they were they were leaving from New York to go across country. But this is a movie they're making. Yes, this based on what was apparently a true story. Wow. Yeah. Go, yeah. Look up. I'm, I I want to say it was a Rolling Stone article where they were like, oh yeah, and this happened. <laughs> it's, that is crazy. I mean, that's. That's yeah. So I mean, you could see why they can't. Like, you have to make a movie about this. Yeah, you yeah. Have that just to. sounds like a cool story, an interesting story. Yeah. But then you're <laughs> yeah. like, it it's, it does. It gets a little. It gets a little strange. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, where were we? All right. <laughs> uh, Terminator. Arnold says sixth installment in franchise is currently in the works. I because this series will never die. It yeah. it really won't. It un- until until we have no more Schwarzenegger, this this franchise will exist. Who was their target audience for this? I man, I don't know. Because we should be their target audience, and we could be less interested. Yeah. Well, or we because they, be, I guess because like everything after two sucked. Yeah, that's the thing. Everything after true two tried to be two, and it failed miserably. And, and I mean, and that's you know, and that's a high bar. Like Judgment Day is is arguably one of the best sci-fi films ever. Well, and see, that's see the thing is, and this is what I think a lot of them failed to realize, is that two was completely different than one. It tried something very different. Yeah. Here's an idea: try something different. (laughs) 
I, don't I, give us Terminator 2 six more times. Right. It's it's not about, hey, we have to send a Terminator back to protect somebody from another Terminator. What's the twist? This Terminator is it this Terminator takes on female shape. This Terminator is made out of nanobots. Here's a Terminator movie that rewrites the past because the future is different than the past we made in the second one where we stopped the future from happening because we changed the past. Yeah, I'm, yeah, d- yeah, just do something <laughs> different. Tell honestly, they should even if they got to go back, tell a smaller story, a more, you know, intimate story kind of like how the first one was. Do a third season of the Sarah Connor Chronicles. That was a good show. Ah, uh, see, I never saw that. Oh, I don't know if it's it it used to be on Netflix. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. But find it if you can find it on something. It was a good show. Yeah, no, I. That's what my friends told me that, that I used to work with a, co-workers a long time ago. They, they, they preached about that show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I just Terminator's never been my thing. I li- I like to just much as every other kid back then did, but uh, <laughs> it, it that's about where my love for it <laughs> faded. <laughs> um, and it was a cool like you know, Terminator versus uh, uh, what was it? Terminator versus RoboCop on the SNES. Yeah. That was kind of cool, but other than that, I care less. Yeah, the epic the rap uni- battle they did was better. Right, the Universal Studios things was pretty cool, where you went in there and you put on the 3D glasses and like you know, yeah. you went on the little ride thing. That was pretty fun. Um, but other than that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me, uh, give me a Terminator VR game. That would, be, that'd be sick. <laughs> uh, it, I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for that. Sure. I'd, I'd play that in a heartbeat. I think we're going to get a lot of things like that back in the 90s when they tried with VR and the whole 3D and VR stuff. And we saw a lot of that, but it never really like caught up to it. I think technology is getting to the point where now it's starting to catch up where a VR game set in those kind of crazy, stupid worlds would be a lot of fun. Like imagine a VR game set in Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so much fun. Like that—that's what I think we're gonna uh, hopefully start to get soon. Um, those kind of weird, you know, things that popped up in the '90s and whatnot. Yeah, those are gonna be a lot of fun. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Batman vs Superman. Affleck denies rumors that he rewrote scripts. <laughs> I—that actually disappoints me. Because I was, I was, you remember, like, I was so happy to hear that, that he was like, nope, we got to change this and we got to change that. Uh, guys, remember, I won an Academy Award for writing and also for producing. I know what I'm doing here. Well, that's uh, the thing. It's so believable. Yeah, totally. And, uh, but he, he made it a point. He's like, I was not sitting on set in my suit rewriting. I was not in my trailer in my underwear writing. I was not anywhere rewriting the script. I was like, aww. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he just uh, his next film. Uh, have you heard of it? Live by Night. I I think I like I've heard that that's a thing. I think that's about all. All yep. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, supposed to come out next year. They said right in this the perfect spot for um, Oscars. Oh, so it's going to be like December twenty seventeen. Yeah, I guess whatever the, you yeah. know. Whatever like, the sweet spot is for those kind of films, like like um, October, November, December, right around that time, usually. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's trying to set it up uh, for that so he can get an Oscar nod. Now he won an Oscar for writing. Has he won an Oscar for directing? He has, right? No, he wasn't nominated. Oh for, wow! He wasn't nominated for Argo. Remember, that was one of Seth's big jokes. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That would be really cool if he got writing, directing, and someday got acting. The whole the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy would that be? It's 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 a hat trick. It's a hat trick yeah. to pull off. And it's a I mean, it's not an easy hat trick. It's hard I enough to never do... done it. Oh, I'm sure there have been people that have done it. Uh, really though? I, All three, I... writing, directing, and actor. Uh I can't I, I can't think of one person that would have gotten that. I I, I know people would, if I know... anyone, but <laughs> He's not a writer. That's the thing. Well, but you have to wonder about that. Like how, like how much dialogue is are is in his movies, though. Yeah, but like, I, so... I can't think of one person that won those three awards. I mean, you would. I, Eastwood would probably be the closest, unless I mean, we'd have to go way back. Yeah, like, yeah I... way back. I can't think of a, a modern day person who'd have got writing directing and star and like actor and actor um, yeah and not for actor. the same movie thank god but right right yeah yeah that would be crazy um but yeah i can't think of a single one and if i somehow cl- pulled that off that'd yeah. be great apparently you know people say what they want about the new superman batman film apparently he is the shining star of that uh and i couldn't be happier you know i that going into that going into up to that film um that's been the one thing that's held my attention with it it's like i've heard a bunch of you know, whatever, you know, but that's the one thing where I'm like, if anything's going to make this film good, it's going to be Affleck as Batman. And I'm glad that right. uh, most people are praising him for it. Totally. Um, but we need to take a break. And uh, but we're done with movies. So when we get back, we'll talk about TV. Uh, again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM and we'll see you all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And we are going to get into our TV news. Um you take the first one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Emily Browning from a series of unfortunate events uh, and from an unfortunate event itself, uh, Sucker Punch, uh, has been cast as uh, Laura Moon in the upcoming American Gods adaptation. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about that? I, I, I'm okay with it. I'm good with that. Um, I guess I'm just not familiar with her. That's uh, that's kind of it, because even if you look like you look at our IMDb page, it's not a list of like, hey, here are things that are recognizable. Like, And I don't just mean indie films like some of these are like, oh, I think I've heard of these movies, maybe. But it's parts that I don't I'm like, I wouldn't have recognized. I don't think it's a leading part right. aside from uh, what she did in Sucker Punch, which <laughs> may explain why the rest of them haven't been leading parts. <laughs> um, but again, not, you know, when you're given, you know, when, when you, you can only do so much with the script you're given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm excited for that ever since we read it, uh, the book a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We got Luke Cage, uh, teaser for the next Marvel Netflix series, I guess played at the end of the Daredevil season two that uh unveiled the logo did you have you seen all of daredevil yet i i haven't yet um yeah. i'm what am i like six in i think okay i think i'm like nine maybe eight or nine in yeah um re- real fa- well we'll get into review section we won't we'll, maybe we'll talk about the first half of the season but nothing too spoily right just give me have you have you liked it so far i've oh man are you kidding me this yeah. has been awesome yeah, I think, you know, I don't know, I think, a single person who didn't like the first season. The only people that I know that maybe gave any sort of negativity towards it, as I said, it was maybe a little bit slower, a little bit more, uh, you know. Um, Fair enough. They just, they, they didn't, they didn't like that it, uh, it was a slow burn, which all Netflix series are. They, right. It, 
I think they're still getting used to that. Um, there's not a beginning, middle, and end to every episode. It's kind of like it's part of the story. Um, I think this one kind of took that and was like, okay, no, we're going to make it just – to me, there's no fil- filter um, or filler. Uh, I don't think there was in the first season, but I think even more so now there's just none. It's just – you you can't end the episode and just stop. <laughs> no, and I've tried. Like, right, just... and, and and that's the thing when it, you literally have to be falling asleep to, uh, like it has to be four in the morning, and, you and just, it, your body yeah. gives out. And it and it was. I was like, all right, it's like one thirty. I'm gonna watch the first one, and I know what I'm getting into here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do one and go to bed. It'll be fine. And then you know it's it's like quarter after four. It's like I'm done with four of them. I can't, like, I just, I physically can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a commitment, but I, I keep, like, I, every time, like, I try to dive into it, and I keep coming to, like, I need something kind of lighthearted right now, like, maybe I'll go watch, like, I'll, I'll dive back into Leverage, because that was such an awesome show, but, mm-hmm. like, I'm always like, well, I could, you know, I, I need to finish up this, this episode, because, like, I left, I had to leave, so it's, like, part finished, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll do this and, and then I'll jump back over into, you know, I'll jump out of Daredevil. I'll just I'm gonna finish this episode. So like say it's, and then, you know, it's four hours later and I'm done with, with, you know, three and a half more. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like you can't, there's so many cool characters in it now. Like it's, yeah. it's not just Daredevil and a few other people that you may or may not know. It's like, nope, these are, these are big characters of yeah. Marvel Universe. And, um, you know, oh man, just, uh, I, why, why do I keep forgetting his name? Who's, who's the guy who plays John Bernthal, John Bernthal. There's some yeah. scenes in the, and we're not getting into spoilers, but there's some scenes in the show where I'm like, this better be put up for an Emmy. There, um, I, and there are two in particular, and I'm sure you would know exactly which ones I mean. Yeah. Where, oh yeah. Where he's going to talk and it's, it, there's not, it's all subtle. All the emotion in those scenes is is subtle, and it's just it's the it's what's bubbling below the surface, and it's it's just it's fantastic. Yes, absolutely. And there's just so many scenes where you get you get goosebumps because you're like, this is the fucking Punisher. Right. This is the guy I read as a kid. This is the comic my older brother handed to me and was like, read this. There's guns. There's a scratch and sniff smoke section. Um, this is everything <laughs> the Punisher was. Uh, when I was a kid on the on on the comics in the cartoon, everything I ever saw of him, I'm just like, oh, and there's like, yeah, we won't get into it. There's some scenes where he just starts talking and his voice gets louder or it gets quieter. And you're just like, God, this is the Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> it's this. so this is the Punisher Max version of the Punisher. And it's yep. exactly what he should be like. Yep. You can I get it like, oh, we have to kind of tone down a little, you know, because, I, you know, you can't go because Punisher Max is such. I, I don't know. Have you read any of that from okay. the... Logan? You yeah. haven't seen the whole series. That's okay. all I'll say. Oh, okay. It, well... Anyone who has come out and said, you know, they're going to Disney-fy the Punisher. Well, or, oh, I my don't... God. Now, oh, my God. It gets crazy. That's well, all I'm, I'm going to say. You know, I I didn't think for a second. It's like, well, we have to make him kid-friendly. Like, no. Right, they're... right. Not you. <laughs> not you. Not you. Uh, I, I don't mean you. I, I mean, because um, I have had a few friends where they're like, oh, man, now that Disney owns it, guess what? We're never going to get another rated R Punisher. We're never going to. And it's like, 
nope, Disney does not care. <laughs> they put him in the show and they put him in the perfect place, and it, it gets brutal. Nice. Um, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. That's nice. all I'll say is, uh, surprise, there's violence that happens. Punisher, but <laughs> it, it is on another level um, later on in the, in, in the season. Um, there's one scene in particular, and we'll talk about probably next week because uh, I'm sure you'll be all caught up. I would, I would um, love to do next week, do just an hour bonus episode just for the pun, just for uh, got season it. two. You got it. That that's it. Write the ticket. Uh, next week we'll 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 get the details, but we'll talk about it. Um, um, so I guess not this weekend. We won't do it. We'll be doing it the following. Yeah. Okay, so next uh, next episode, next Wednesday, you guys hear from us. Um, we'll tell you exactly when, when you'll hear our uh, special Daredevil talk. So we'll stop talking about it now. Um, it's good. Go watch it so you can be in the conversation. There you go. That's, that's all you need to know. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Now, this news was kind of cool. I thought it was really cool, actually. Uh, Hawkeye, Jeremy Rayner, uh, says Netflix miniseries could uh, focused on character would be a great idea. That's That's something that they could do that would be really neat. Just like six episodes. That's all. Just a, yep. a quick little mini series like they're doing. They could do like what they're doing with Agent Carter, but even condense it a little bit further and put it on Netflix and it would and it would kill. It would it would be awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I and totally it's, agree. It's the perfect outlet for for some of the I hate to say side characters, but I mean, you know, let's face it. If you're not Iron Man or Captain America, you you are you're a little bit down the billing. Yeah. But I mean, those and look at, you know, Black Widow is like the perfect mix of the Punisher and Elektra. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, yeah. I mean, and that would just be magic. You could give me like a, a Black Widow inner, not necessarily like an origin story. I don't want an origin story, but just kind of a side story. Mm-hmm. Like some of the, you know, like what kind of red are we talking about in that ledger? You know, like yeah. show flesh some of that out like those. I think that's a, a, a fantastic idea. Oh, yeah. Did you ever read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye? I read parts of it. Uh, I read a handful of issues, uh, but okay. I, I loved what I read. I think that would be the perfect premise. And I understand in the movie he's got a family and everything else. But there's going to be a time where he has a place in New York where, you know, he can't go home because he can't go home. Right. Um, uh, because a sh- shit that's going down. So let's say he has an apartment. They could do an entire miniseries based off the Matt Fraction no- uh, graphic novel. I completely believe that. And then at the very end, he takes the pizza dog home to his family. There, you know, perfect. Th- Done. Th- that, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> sort of thing where he has a week where he has to lay low and that entire week is the Netflix miniseries and all hell breaks loose. You got the, you got the tracksuit mafia, you got pizza dog, you have all <laughs> of that stuff. And it's just the week from hell for, uh, for Hawkeye. And I think that, and he, he doesn't have to be Hawkeye, you know, and, and he's just, he's just a guy in that, in that, you know, uh, in that, um, that yeah. series, you know what I mean? And he could, and he could, he could absolutely do it. He could absolutely pull that off. Yep, yep, and I think that would be perfect, you know. And then suddenly, you know, Luke Cage walks down the road or whatever they do with the Netflix series. <laughs> right, yeah. It is, it, you know, he teams up with uh, Daredevil for one episode. It's it's perfect. It's, it is, it is, it's really cool. And like you said, he's a grounded character. So these grounded characters really, I, and Marvel Comics does it great in their comic line where they have the Max series. They have their own little pocket universe where, you know, 
these smaller characters, they don't really fit well with the bigger ones. The only one that really makes a big jump is Spider-Man. Uh, just because he's just so lovable or whatever, he's just so fan-friendly, he makes that jump. The other ones, I think they are they, they get overshadowed if they were in the movie universe. So I think in the, in the TV space, and let's face it, we've had more time with Punisher – I'm sorry, with Daredevil than we have with any of the other characters. Absolutely. Yeah, and and because of how much screen time we've seen of him, uh, and I think that's awesome. I think these smaller characters are just as important and just as entertaining than these big, over-the-top, you know, characters. So, I I, I think that's a really cool idea. Um, totally. Yeah. Uh, now to some weird news. Uh, <laughs> MacGyver, uh, Lucas Till from X Men: First Class Apocalypse to star in uh, Tedler character in CBS. <laughs> reboot series why is this even happening i because remake all the things you know (laughs) yeah why i just don't i don't understand we're get we're probably get another mcgruber i don't understand why and we're gonna get a macgyver oh he kind of looks like him i'm looking at pictures he does like you know uh, yeah but uh, yeah Yeah, you can't you, you can you can't apply the MacGyver theory of how to get out of tough spots to making a MacGyver show. You, yeah. You can't just say, what do we have here that we can use? Well, we've got these couple of sets and this soundstage and this one actor who's not going to be in any more X-Men movies. You know, <laughs> let's yeah. make a show out of that. No, it doesn't work. that way. <laughs> no, no, there's no one itching for a new MacGyver. Like there's no, got to be someone with too much power at that company to, <laughs> to be, you know, someone at CBS is just a huge MacGyver fan and like, he's getting OKs from everyone. I, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I certainly I have no desire to see a new MacGyver. <laughs> yeah, me either. Well, we got uh, I got two more uh, news stories here for TV, but I think we'll take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, we'll talk about that and video games. All right. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the end.fm and we will see you all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the end.fm. And uh, got two bits of uh, TV news real fast to go through. Um, apparently, Kara uh, McAvery, um, who is known for uh, doing a lot of posters for a lot of movies and whatnot, tweeted out that a picture of a ca- of Captain Britain um, costume, and she tweeted out, uh, "For my one thousand tweet, who will play?" Brian Braddock in the upcoming TV series Captain Britain. Stay tuned. And I guess like a million people messaged her, was like, wait, 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 what? What's going on? <laughs> uh, this was on Bleeding Cool. And um, she, yeah, she was just like, yeah, well, it's happening. I don't know who's doing it. I don't know who's in it. Um, here are some de- some designs or whatever. And like, apparently it's legit. Um, she's like a legit person that does movie posters and, and all of that other stuff. Uh, a lot of like James McAvoy posters for whatever reason, that's like who they go to. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really odd. So, um, they're doing uh, a captain Britain. Is this a movie TV show TV show? Well, sure. That would make more sense. Yeah. So, um, that would be crazy. Fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're about to see his sister, you know, in the TV, in the true, movie, in the universe. True, so, yeah. um, and also uh, the Tick news. Um, Amazon's revival, of the Tick cast is the lead. Um, Peter Serafinowicz. I'm totally mispronouncing that, but basically, he is the uh, roommate 
in Walking Dead or Shaun of the Dead. So he's Ed. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was so Shaun okay. Of Ed's roommate. Yeah, the uptight guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's him. He's gonna play the tick. Yeah, it's a shame they didn't let Patrick Warburton keep doing it. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> but he's oh, yeah. still oh, yeah. like he's still involved with the project. Oh, I forget if he's writing or directing or something. At Gotcha. Yeah, well, uh, so that's it. Um, but let's get into some video game news. Sony PlayStation VR bundles, pre-orders are now open. Yes, for and for both, right? Not just the everything pack, but also the like basics pack, right? Yep, exactly. I went to GameStop and pre-ordered it today. I, uh, there's a the, surprise. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the first time I've been to GameStop in a long time. <laughs> um, I actually lost my stylus for my 3DS, so that's why I went in there. Um, and I got, I picked up like a pack and it came with like a bunch of whatever stuff for like four bucks. Yeah. And the guy was like, Hey, you can pre-order VR today. Um, and I was like, really? Yeah. So, uh, I put drop down a hundred on it. Um, I may, I don't know. I may go put 20 down on one tomorrow. We'll see. I think you have to put a hundred down. They, they've got a minimum. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Cause there's not a, like they are kind of limited, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a console. So you yeah. can't, I don't think you can put five or 20 down. I think it's a hundred. That's what I did. Okay. Uh, Fair, and, enough. And that, Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, to be fair i didn't ask he just said um did you want to put 100 down on today and i said yep that's that's cool i'll just do that um and then you know in a few months i'll put another 100 and until october until it's paid off and it'll be awesome so but yeah pre-orders are open now uh both yeah so you if you have if you're that loyal and you have the camera and the move even though move isn't i guess necessary uh you you can just go get the camera um, but if you need the bundle, like me and probably most people, uh, yeah. it's available. So, and I, I'm pretty sure you could still do it. I would get it rather sooner rather than later, but, um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I may pop by before work tomorrow and see, like if there's, if it is a hundred dollar minimum, I'm not going to be into it just cause I, right now I just can't. Right. Right. But if it's, you know, if they're like, yeah, we'll take 20 or, or even like I would, I could, I could, I could go maybe 50, see what mm-hmm. happens. But, uh, I, you know, I could think about it. Oh, yeah. No, I kicked myself when I walked out and I thought, I came in there for a stylus. <laughs> <laughs> now I got PlayStation VR. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, yeah, I just can't wait. I, I had to do it. I knew I was going to do it. I was like, oh, might as well get one fourth of it out of the way now. Yeah. Um, or actually one fifth, I guess. So. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, Let's see. We got PlayStation View. Um, Sony cable debuts, uh, services debut nationwide uh, with three plans. Um, uh, the plans are not accessible in all areas. Uh, the Elite, which is $45 a month. The Core, which is 35 a month. And the Access, which is 30 uh, Do you have, like, the differences? or? Um, it's it's packages. It's all packages. I couldn't tell you exactly what's what. Um, what I can tell you is that the the Access Slim package, the the 30 bucks a month, is mm-hmm. a great package. Um, okay. Now, none of these have local channels. ABC, CW, Fox, CBS, um, they, for whatever, they're working on that. They're, they're still working on the, the basic network, uh, shows because it's a different, it's a whole big to do because they're all local instead of the, the national ones. But the, I know the access, I mean, what are you looking for? AMC, check. ESPN, check. Uh, Fox Sports, check. Um, there's, it's what, it's like 30, it's like 30 or 50 channels, I think. Okay. And then they just go up from there. 
Yeah, yeah, Disney, uh, ESPN. So, for example, 31, Disney, ESPN, FX, Fox News, uh, Fox Business, MSNBC, all like the news channels, uh, AMC, um, uh, ABC On Demand, which is – that's okay. That's that's all you really need. Yeah. Uh, NBC. So uh, basically the local channels are all on demand. Right. You get oh, the – you don't get the – li- yeah, you don't get the live, but you get the programming after. Oh, get out of here. That's exactly how we watch TV anyway. Exactly, which, which I think was kind of the thought process going into it. Yeah, that's kind of perfect, actually. TBS, TLC, TNT, True, USA, VH1. Um, these are all the channel, the, the, the ones that we watch. ESPN, AMC, uh, the local channels on demand. That's perfect. Um, you got your news channels, FX. I don't. Nothing in here is missing that I that the, I can. The only thing that's a bummer um, is if you if you don't do like NFL Sunday Ticket. You know, if you don't do something like that, if you're like, hey, what's the, you know, like what football game is on is on Fox right now that you can't check. You would still. But I mean, there's the thing of you can plug an antenna into the back of your HDTV and you're all set. I was just going to ask, can't you just get an antenna for all of those? Yeah, you can. If you if you've got an HDTV because all the channels are on the are on their digital uh, formats. So you get a digital antenna. Uh, which only works with HDTVs unless you get a con- with, unless you get a signal converter, which was something I had to look into because when I moved to Orlando, all I had was this was that gigantic CRT mm-hmm. thing weighed like 120 pounds. It was like a 26 inch TV. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was one of those that you point at and you're like, oh yeah, all of those look exactly like that. Doesn't matter who made them, they right. all looked exactly the same. Um, but when I was helping, I was helping a, I was helping a friend of a friend move and they had like a little, I don't know, what is it? Like a 17 inch HDTV. And I was, and, uh, I was like, what do you guys watch on that? And they're like, oh, we don't use it anymore. Does it work? They're like, yeah. Like, uh, instead of paying me, can I just take that? (laughs) Uh, Sure. Why not? And it's perfect. Like it's, it's, it's part, it's fabulous. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it uh, see this this kind of package is made for for people like us. I could the only reason I wouldn't be able to get this is I have roommates. So I can't just cut TV out of the bill right. because then suddenly I would be the only one with the PlayStation that would be able to watch this. Um so I guess like big families and stuff like this probably not the best idea but for uh let's face it. If you own a PlayStation, you're probably between the ages of 13 uh, 14 maybe, and um, I don't know, 30. <laughs> That's probably the the core age, right. or like 35. Or, yeah. Or if you don't like your roommate. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> if you're just doing your own thing, yeah. hey, you guys figure it out. We'll keep internet, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. Um, that's exactly actually what I would do. If like, if it was just me here, um, pff, yeah, I would just kick it because now we have we have great internet. Um, I would absolutely cut out the cable part of it and just do this for 30 bucks a month. Totally. It's, it's absolutely, and you can, you can break down like not, I forget. I think some of the, I think like the access one, like the cheapest one isn't available in every market. Um, I don't know exactly what restrictions are on what it didn't say, but, uh, I first, it was funny because I noticed this before I saw the news article. Because I booted up my PlayStation and it was like PlayStation View now in your town. And I'm like, first of all, I don't live in a town. Like that's that's being generous here. There's no way we get PlayStation cable out here. No way. <laughs> and I checked it and it was like, no, we get it. And I was like, well, damn. Okay. 
Like that's yep. this is great for like if you have your own apartment or you know or if you guys can agree on like here's shared TV time or something you know that's this is it it really is a great something to look at to if, to cut the cord on cable. Mhm. Oh yeah, I completely agree and I'm uh yeah, yeah, it's it's in my area it's, it's in central Florida um and yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it that would be perfect. Yeah. Uh and you can start a free trial too. I don't know how long it lasts. Um, uh, usually, something like this is usually like a week or two weeks. Week, yeah. Um, That's cool though. Well, and they do like some of the like they also and they offer. Uh, they don't do like HBO, obviously, because you have HBO Go, and so you can do that. But right. they do have like some of the premium channels you can add on. Like, yeah, you can do standalone channels yeah. uh, for, and it's cheaper actually if you have PlayStation Plus. So, for example, standalone Showtime is eight ninety nine a month for PlayStation Plus owners. Yeah, instead of ten ninety nine. Um, so that's kind of cool. That's really cool. Um, which I yeah. think is cheaper than if you get it through cable. Yep, uh, and you can get uh, uh, Fox Soccer Plus. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. It's, for twelve ninety nine a month. It's especially especially living around in Orlando like that's Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, are you kidding? It's perfect. So is was Fox Soccer Plus just um? It's just uh, the US? it's I I don't know exactly. I think it's just whatever's big in soccer. It's, okay, so it's is it uh, is it the uh, uh, EPL or God? I'm looking like an idiot now. I don't watch <laughs> soccer. Um, is it the uh, the the Premier League overseas or is it? Uh, like actual American soccer too. I think it's uh, I, what I mean is like I think it's everything. I think it's just whatever's big. Like, is it the Barclays that's big? Is it Premier oh, that's really? going on? Like, it just it depends on what's happening. Oh, that's really cool then. Yeah, yeah. if it's like everything, oh man, I could totally get that. Then. I, I think so. Now, please fact check me on this because I don't know, but like that's you know because I know that uh, what is it? NBC Sports was doing a lot of the a lot of Premier League when it was on uh but god they did it they did it live so it was super early oh okay <laughs> it was, it was it's like it's like five o'clock local times so it's like crap i gotta get up at like eight in the morning like Right. Yeah. No, I, I lived with a roommate. He was a Newcastle fan. And uh, so whenever I watch uh, uh, Premier League stuff, I root, I, root, I root for Newcastle, even though sure. they're apparently never going <laughs> to make it to the top <laughs> again. Um, but, you know, yeah, dude, he woke up at like eight in the morning, you know, woke me up with a beer in the hand, you know, canning me one. And I'm just like, holy shit. There you like, go, man. And they owned a bar downtown. So, like, it was just, oh, just don't live with British people who own a bar unless you <laughs> God, it was crazy. <laughs> you, you might as well try to outdrink a German. Like it's yeah, not pretty oh. much oh man, it was just nonstop shenanigans. And uh, it was fun. <laughs> it was great while it lasted, but I could not do that all the time. No, um, but yeah, dude, they, they woke up every morning and did that and just <sighs> but but yeah, I, I, I could totally see myself getting into the sport if I had that, and that's not that's not a bad ten bucks a month. It's awesome. No, I could shoot. That's that's why I love that. Uh, when I got my car, it came with a, a free three month trial for Sirius XM. Yeah, I I don't I I don't know how I lived without it. Yeah, and the trick is, you just call them up and you're like, hey, I want to cancel. I just don't want this anymore. You talk them down to twenty bucks a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's that's what uh, I I haven't done that, but 
I just heard of so many people that just I'm like that's awesome. <laughs> you know, they they can't live without it now. Yeah, it's it really is like it's and if for nothing else than for the comedy channels. Yeah, because I'm hearing so many comedians that I'm like, if I was going through Comedy Central Presents and just leaving it on, mm-hmm. that would be one thing. But like, it's like here's a track from somebody, and I am I am sure that people are like, you've never heard it, you know, like I'd never heard of Tom Papa before. I'm sure there's so many people who are like, you've what? Like, <laughs> yeah. But like so many comedians that I'm like, okay, I've got to, I've got to take notes so that I can, can like look them up again. Yep. Like, yeah. It's, it's no, crazy. That's, that, that's, ex- it's funny you say that. That's the station I listened to when I had it for like three months. Um, yeah. But, but, but yeah, it's now it's all podcasts. That's all I listen to now. There you go. I, I'm like, I just, I want to find so many more podcasts to listen to because whenever I'm doing anything and it's just me and I'm just spacing out and I need to, whatever task I need to do, I want to put on headphones and listen to a podcast while I'm doing it. There you go. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm weird like that, but, uh, but yeah. Um, all right. So PlayStation view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Now to get into some more interesting news, <laughs> uh, Resident Evil, musical based on franchise in development in Japan. Yeah, they're doing Resident Evil the musical. Wrap your head around that. I, I really can't. I, I really don't want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you've played a lot of Resident Evil games, right? You played any of the recent ones? I Yeah, unfortunately. Right. Uh, I understand a lot of them dropped this month on PlayStation 4. Uh, there. Or is it I, next month? It's it's next 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 month. I want to say next month. I think it's next month. Because okay. um, a I couple wanna... of a couple of them are in my my GameFly queue. Okay, I want to uh, play four. I've never played it. Yes, play four. I, ignore five and ignore six. Just play four. Yeah, four is smart. four is good. Four was the last good Resident Evil game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. And you know, it dropped apparently this week. Bully, and Manhunt. Oh, Ant Man never played yes. either one of them. Yes, they dropped. Uh, yeah, they dropped. Uh, what would it have been yesterday, right? Because it's yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So I might try Bully. I heard, always heard it was good. Um, just never tried it. it. I don't know why at the time. I, I think people were like, "It's like a Grand Theft Auto in a school," and I was like, "That's eh, not that interesting to me." Yeah, right. Like that's that's something that if you can communicate that concept right, it's amazing. But yeah. just hearing like it's GTA in high school, I'm like, I I know. Like, I don't like that could either be really awesome or really suck. And apparently it was really awesome. So, yeah. What was your favorite GTA? Oh, I really only played through five. Like, I dabbled in a lot of the others, but I never really did much. Wait, isn't there five? of? Wait, what do you mean? (laughs) You've only played. Oh, you only played five. Yeah, pretty much. I, oh, like, so you never played Vice City or San Andreas or any of those? Like I played, I played a little of three. I played a little of San Andreas. Oh wow! Uh, oh, that's, I, that's funny because Vice City is my favorite. Okay. Yeah, the Miami with the '80s, like it is perfect. Yeah. That's what got me into the series, and then everything else was like, no, nah, no. Nah. And then five, there's just too much. There's just way too much. Um. <laughs> it's just yeah I, I got into five a little bit started playing around and i'm like i'm never gonna finish this just like the witcher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the witcher i, I want to go back to that that's the difference is like i feel like i'm not gonna miss much if i don't go back to gta it's it just i felt like i saw everything that i needed to see um that's playing a, you know 10 hours of it that's and, a fair point 
Yeah. And I guess I should say 10 hours. That's enough of, to kind of get an idea of what's going on. Right. Um, but I just saw no end in sight. I was like, okay, well, I can jet ski over here and do this. And it just turned into me just <laughs> acting like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what else do we got here? All right. Uh, Bioshock. Box art for Bioshock. The collection reportedly spotted in Tanuese. Oh, I'm mispronouncing. Ta- Taiwanese. 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 <laughs> rating board website. Like, we keep hearing about this. We keep getting leaks about this is a thing. This is a thing. This is a thing. Was and it announced? No. It I has, thought it was orig- officially announced. Has not been announced. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> so the game that is definitely happening, but they haven't announced it. Just like what the Manhattan, the or the Ninja Turtle game that was just rumored for so long. Box art was released. No one said anything, and then finally they're like, "Yeah, by the way, we're doing this." Yeah. And it's out in a few months. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which, by the way, have you seen the uh, trailers and everything for it? And the uh, we talked about it, I think last week, but yeah. have you seen? Yeah, I saw uh, the actual gameplay, the kind of funny guys. They sat down with the, the creators, and they played it, and it looks just like a beat-em-up to Ninja Turtle, same thing we've always seen. Well, good. Like, that's – don't – you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess. You know, I looked at it, and I was like, it looks like an Xbox 360 game. Um, and guess what? It's coming out on Xbox 360. And, yeah, it's coming out on on current gen and last gen. Yeah, and that always bothers me when yeah. I'm like, guys, we're way too deep into the new gen. That should be dead. Um, and that's what kind of worries me about it. That's why I hope it's $30. I'm probably – it's probably not. It's probably listed 60 somewhere. Um, that's a game I'd buy for 30 bucks, not for 60 Because um, it looks like everything we've seen. It looks like an updated – you know, the bad guy turns red. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, – but uh, Red Dead Redemption uh, sequel to rumored, uh, I guess announced. What do you think it's going to be announced at E3? There, there have been there. There was a there was a source who was a, a reportedly a former Rockstar developer who said they've been working on this for the last couple of years. They're going to announce it at E3. Um, they they're calling it uh, Red Dead Redemption Two: Legends of the West. Uh, which, okay, cool, fine, whatever. It's supposed to be bigger. Uh, there's supposed to be multiple playable characters. Um, and there's also, apparently they are doing a remaster of the original uh, for current gen by the end of this year. Suppose Now, all this is supposedly, so we'll see. Right. But uh, Now, I heard a rumor, and this has been since last year, which okay. I hope is right. Um... <laughs> That it's actually going to be set in Japan. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that it it's possible it could be set in Japan, um, which I think would be really cool, like a rural Japan. Right. Um, and it, you know, it just it it's the same kind of story. It's just not you know a cowboy. And I'm wondering how people would would take to that. I I do not know. That's like, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I'm wondering like uh, wondering samurai or something like that. Like how that would be interesting. That would be a completely different take on the series. Um, obviously, that's a, uh, the title for Legends of the West could, or maybe it is. I don't know. I I that my mind races when someone basically says, "Oh, it could be set in Japan." Like, what does that mean? Right. Legends of the West. It's, it's 
what does that even mean? You know, if it was set in Japan. <laughs> so um, I think that's cool. Uh, I, you know, I'd be totally down for more of Red Dead Redemption, the first game. Um, but I'd also be totally down. And me personally, I would be more interested in like, oh, by the way, it's in Japan. Yeah. Um, so I think that'd be cool. Um, uh, go ahead and take the next one. Yeah. OK, so here's the thing that happened. A, a, a developer called Digital Homicide. They do like little games on Steam and everything. Not, you know, this is probably somebody you never would have heard of had this not happened. Um, anybody who was big on Destructoid six, seven years ago on back remembers they had a, a reviewer by the name of Jim Sterling. And he's gone on to, to have a, sort of a following after he left. Oh, no, um, no, not sort of. He has a huge following. Well, I, I I try to ignore him as best I can. He has the biggest <laughs> Patreon for any of those type of video game YouTube subscribers. Oh, now you see. Now I, you're telling me things that are just breaking my heart. Yeah, uh, like he's he's massive. I I love Jim Sterling. Like I I don't wow, know, I didn't know you had really? such a viral. Oh, I didn't know you had he's... such a, uh, a, a disdain for him. Oh, I he's the Jim. Donald Trump of video game critics, as far as are I'm concerned. Donald Trump. Okay, I, all right, it, we gotta talk. After <laughs> the show I don't understand that. I cannot stand him. I never could. Uh, and it started with his Assassin's Creed two review, and it just like it got worse from there. You know what? His Patreon. I'm sorry. I guess it's not that. It's. I guess it's huge for one person. What I meant to say was he was the con. He was the guy out of the gate to start that. If yeah. that makes sense. He was the big one to like break away from um, IGN or not IGN, but you know the the big. Uh, he was Destructoid, but you know what I mean. He was the guy that broke broke away. Yeah. And did Patreon. And uh, yeah, he gets. Oh. I don't know. But anyway, so so go on. So A wait. Apparently, more about this. Apparently, what happened is he found that Digital Homicide put up videos of their games on YouTube. And he found every single one of them and just absolutely shredded them. Now, on one hand, fine. He's a critic. He's a jerk. Whatever. Big deal. But it's escalated, apparently, um, to the point where they think he's he's completely thrown out the idea of journalistic ethics, integrity, that whole bit. And he's just being a jackass. Mm -hmm. The problem is he also has a following. So this developer keeps getting harassed and they have, I mean, they have, they have received at least on one occasion, a box of actual human waste. And so they've said, all right, fine. Enough is enough. And they are suing Jim Sterling, uh, for, I think the accounts are assault, libel, and slander just because, uh, libel almost always has to be bundled with something, pretty much. Right. Uh, kind of like the PlayStation camera. But <laughs> it's just, just... Sorry. Couldn't help it. But it's this... They're, they're suing him for $10 million. Uh, and in a world where Hulk Hogan sues Gawker and gets like $150 million, this figure doesn't seem so outrageous anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's this idea that where, you know, where do you draw the line? And, you know, how far is too far? You can say something is awful. You can you can tear something apart. But do you not have some kind of responsibility, especially in this world of 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 Internet celebrity ism, even if it's not, you know, you, you don't have, you know, 10 million followers. But if you've got a small, devoted couple of thousand people following you, 
do you still not have some kind of, you know, you have to take a look at this and say, all right, guys, enough is enough. Like, is there not some responsibility for that? And I understand you can't control people, but do, do you not get to, do you not have to be in a position where you at least say, hey, look, I tried, you know? No, see, I, I see, here's the thing with, with Jim Sterling. I am completely 100% on his side with this. There is not a snowball's chance in hell that digital homicide has with suing him uh, at all. Um, the fact that they've gone out of their way to do the exact same things he's done, uh, make re response videos, uh, slander his name, um, go after him, just shows just how unprofessional they actually are. Um, and instead of taking a criticism and going, hey, let's change the way we're doing things, they responded in the same way he did. So it is ridiculous. I don't That's just my personal opinion. They're just doing this because it garners more attention. The more they play in the dirt with him because he's actually successful in doing something, the more attention they'll get, the more, and the more they're in their spotlight. Because as you said, no one would have ever heard of them if none of this happened. And that's, and that, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, and so, you know, it, he has the right to go onto YouTube and point out the, 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 these, this studio legitimately stole from other video games to create games. They took art, they took so much um, from other video games, and he spends his time letting the public know, like, hey, look, this is what happened. Look how crazy this is. This isn't just bad. They stole pictures. They stole. Uh, they stole everything from other video games. And you know, it's good that someone now is out there like that. That we don't have. You know, we have. We live in the day and age where you have um, uh, IGN. You have. Uh, you know, you have these big. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. These big video game websites, and then you have people like, like, uh, like Jim here. You have the kind of funny guys. You have the giant bomb guys, where they're not really tethered to to some someone like that uh, i guess giant bomb is owned by uh, cbs but jim sterling for example and the kind of funny people they're going to tell you exactly how it is they're not going to cut you they're not going to bullshit you and it's it's a good thing we have these guys like jim sterling and the kind of funny people where like they are not beholden to a major corporation where basically they're only going to run the story about what jim sterling says they can't actually they're not they don't want people that are going to investigate these kind of games like he does you know I, I i challenge you man go out and watch the videos that he made of these people where and then and then the response you know they responded with hello this is jim sterling and i'm a fucking idiot don't believe me we'll just watch this piece of shit review i made like they went the same childish route he did yeah um, that's, like him or, like him or not you're not going to sue someone and when you did the same thing you he did right and I, i'll grant you that that's that was that was where they got really stupid but i i still don't think they were wrong in that respect yeah and and but and, and you you get into if, if you if you look into what happened there and i know we got to go to break they legitimately stole from other people when they made their game. And that's all he was doing. He was calling them out on their nonsense. Uh, but hey, we got more video game news to talk about. We'll be back in just a minute. We'll see you. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And we got a lot more news to talk about. Real fast before we get into it, though, one last thing I wanted to add uh, for the Jim Sterling thing. Um, I, you know, like him or not, I, I love this is kind of what I was talking about before is that we have guys like him 
We have the Giant Bomb crew. Like, you know, the the, the stuff that Jeff did, you know, the, the trouble – or I shouldn't say trouble, but the issues he had um, with uh, Game GameSpot, um, just that's why I trust them. You know, that's why I trust Jim Sterling. That's why I trust people like Colin Moriarty where they'll look at Shu and they will tell him what's wrong with PlayStation or that they didn't like a certain thing. Um, and there's no bullshit there. They 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 that's what we need. We need more of that, like him or not. But I, that that's what I like about those guys. I just wanted to. Right. And I mean, and, and I understand that. But there's there's a different way of coming at it. Like somebody like Colin or, or, or Greg, like these guys will come at it and say, hey, look, we as fans, we as players, we as consumers, this is what we see that that is just not going to work. These are the things that are wrong from that kind of standpoint. What what I've always seen from Jim is as the purveyor of taste and knower of all things that work, I shall now decree upon you these things which are awful and thou shalt change immediately or suffer my wrath. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. He he can rub people the wrong way. I totally understand that. Like, I, um, I, you but know. I just think there's a place for it. And like him or not, there's a place for it, I guess, is all I'm saying. Agreed. Yeah, and he's totally avoidable. You don't have to. As, <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I, I'm living proof. I've avoided him for a long time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, That's what's great you... about the Internet and things like that. If you don't like it, you don't have to look at it. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Here, here. Um, but we got some more news to talk about. We got uh, Batman, Tall Tale game, Batman game. Basically, some details. Um, basically, it's going to have a new engine, apparently, um, yeah. when they release it. And it's not going to follow any specific comic arc. Uh, arc. Um, it's going to follow uh, Bruce Wayne uh, by day and Batman at night, which is kind of what I guess I was expecting. I'm what I hear is going to have a lot more Bruce Wayne. And I like that. I, me too. I, cause it lends itself a little more to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, totally. I, and it's, it's interesting. Like we're not going to see, like, we're not going to have like a Nightwing spinoff or, or anything like that, but we are going to have, you know, there, you, you, we're still going to have those interactions, you know, things that we've come, that we've gotten accustomed to with telltale games. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, you're going to have, uh, I think what they're gonna have Gordon and Bullock and Vicky Vale and and a handful of others. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, that's... I've, I've been waiting for um, the big. I know they did. Uh, I even own it too. I just forgot the name of it. Fables. Um, but I've been waiting for the comic book Tall Tale game, like or Telltale game, the one f- like Batman or Spider Man or whatever. I, this is what I've been waiting for, and I, yeah. I hope that. Well, and you know, and let's not forget they've got a partnership with Marvel too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, I I can't wait to get into the character and the story and like get that emotional punch, um, in it that they do with a lot of their other games. And I hope when he gets into when he's Batman, it's a special moment. Uh, and he, you know, I hope he is Bruce Wayne most of the time. Um, yeah. And when he puts on the cape and cowl, it's like, oh shit, you know, we get we're getting in it. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we got uh, <laughs> Deep Silver, basically publisher teases major announcement for E3. I, I'm betting my money's on a new Saints Row game. Oh yeah, uh, that's what I think too. Um, uh, some some people are saying Metro, uh, which I guess is possible, mm-hmm. but I I I don't know. We've we've been away from Saints Row long enough. Let's let's go back to to not being quite so nuts. Go back right. to two. Saints Row Two was amazing. Saints Row Two was the perfect not a GTA clone GTA clone. See, I disagree. I like that they went crazy because they saw there's no competing with GTA. Right. Let GTA be GTA. 
give me the balls to the wall crazy because that's what got me into the last Saints Row. Uh, Saints Row. I, I, I kid you not. When I, I, I saw Saints Row 3, I rolled my eyes. When I saw Saints Row 4, I rolled my eyes. Until I watched a, a, a YouTube video with, um, I don't even know who it was, uh, Jesse Cox or something, and I saw how balls to the wall nuts it is like i forgot what song you start singing in the very beginning of it yeah my heart will go on or, or no i'm sorry the one that, from armageddon yeah when, when you're climbing the rocket i immediately went to steam and i purchased the game because I, I was like this is what the fuck i had no idea it was this much fun my my only issue with that was that by not even halfway through the game you've upgraded yourself to where you're completely invincible Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be where, you know, the game is easy mode, the rest yeah. of the, the thing. But I love the crazy, wacky, like, like comedy that they did. And I, I just thought it was the beginning of that game is just hysterical. It's it is. And they they got they did. They got really good at just like, how nuts can we make this? And they did. And that I agree. That was was just bang on. It was fantastic. We were like in the 50s or whatever. <laughs> It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Pokemon Go, did you see this? Uh, a leaked video reportedly shows the first footage of the mobile AR game. Yeah, apparently this was shot at uh, South by Southwest. And yeah. uh, I, hey, you know, it's it's a thing they're making. Um, <laughs> I, I imagine we'll see more at the Nintendo Direct E3 thing they do now. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a the Nintendo Treehouse or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that's where we'll see uh, more of that. Yeah. Uh, did you see the um, leaked, uh, or I guess now reportedly fake uh, Pokemon um, Sun and Moon? Uh, I guess uh, Kotaku did an article about the other day. This has to be the most legit fake I've ever seen. So much to the point where. I have to believe it's real. Like the, the cover <laughs> art, the the characters, the starters, um, they all look so legit. And it looks like they, you know, it's like it's a magazine. Um, uh, and I don't know, it looks cool. It's like a bear, a fire bear, a uh, a water crocodile thing, and like you know, like a plant. Um, I don't even know, like a ram or something. So I don't know. It looked really cool, and I thought. I, it, fake or not, it got me excited to play it, you know, in November <laughs> or whenever it comes out. But it, it is the most legit-looking artwork I've ever seen for nice. a fake thing ever. <laughs> yeah, and Kotaku breaks down how it's not real. I guess there's some punctuation issues and whatnot. But in my back of my head, I'm like, that happens in legit things all day long. <laughs> True. Yeah, True. so, you know, because they didn't put a period here or something there, it, it can't be Japanese, and suddenly it's not it's not real. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Walk, The Walking Dead, uh, Tall Tale Game, says Season 3 will premiere later this year. Cool. I still need to go back and finish, too. I have it, but, like, I played through the first episode, and I was like, this is great, and then I forget what else I went and did, but I never went back to it. That's my problem with all Telltale Games. Yeah. I have Game of Thrones, I have that, I have... Oh my I god, have... I still have Game of Thrones. Yeah, I have Game I of Thrones. I I have the the Fables one. I have um, Tales from uh, the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands. I have all of them pretty much. Yeah. Uh, just haven't played them. Because um, Tales from the Borderlands was on sale what last week, week before. Yeah, I got it for a few bucks. Yeah. So um, I know Michonne episode two just came out, um, which is like the Walking Dead spinoff uh, yeah. game. Uh, so apparently, Nintendo production of Wii U reportedly stopped. It's going to stop in the end of. 2016. Uh, Mitomo hints one million users in three days. Mi Mitomo. 
Tomo. Okay, I'm thinking. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, two separate stories. Uh, so yeah, uh, the Wii U apparently reportedly stopped. So what do you think about that? I this does not surprise me. Um, yeah. And this also says to me that if the Nintendo Cross or whatever it is they're going to call it, if this thing does not knock it out of the park, I I think that's I think that kills the console side of Nintendo. Yeah, I, I think they'll the the 3DS, the mobile market, they destroy. Even though it's still not as good as the original DS, uh, and I think that's just because of the 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 cell phones out there. Yeah. Let's face it, uh, the mo- mobile has been taken over by iPhones and Androids and tablets. Uh, the 3DS is still, if you're a core gamer and you want a mobile game, uh, 3DS is the system. Um, Vita, if you're weird and cool like me. Um, but <laughs> but mobile, the, the cell phone is where like the people who don't play video games play video games right. on mobile. Um, but you're not going to get Pokemon on that. You're not going to get, you Pokemon know, Go is a mobile game. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's it's different. Um, it's it's completely different. It, they shouldn't make a Mario game for the iPhone because it wouldn't feel right. Does that make sense? I I get what you're saying, but they I, they, they should make a game uh, that's good around how a phone controls. Right, and I and I think that's what they're. I think that's why this is taking so long. Right, right. Is that um, is that that's what they're working on. Right, because Nintendo has been nothing if not, look, our first-party games are going to embrace whatever console gimmick we have this generation. Right, and they're going to do it well. I mean, Wii Fit Plus, the the Wii Motion Plus was was a huge was huge. Like they looked at the the initial problems with Wii, and they were like, okay, in order to really get the hang of Red Steel, we need a better motion controller. Right, and they refined it, and it worked. You know, it. You, I'm I'm one of those people who look at it and say it was a gimmick. It 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 inevitably didn't go anywhere because you know next generation they went right back to joysticks. Well, see what's what's the saying? A gimmick is a gimmick until it's not. Right. So you know you have your your analog sticks, you have your bumpers. All of these could have very much been gimmicks, but they weren't. They stuck. They perfected them. They made games that made sense for them. They went away from games that stopped making sense for them. Um, and that's what I think. You know, uh, when you have, for example, an iPad or an iPhone, the, even though it'd be great to have a Mario game, legit Mario on it, or Pokemon, you Pokemon would make a little bit more sense, but there's a feedback that you need when it comes to platformers that you right. just don't get with it. Um, so you have to kind of, you have to make the game around that. So for example, JRPGs would be perfect on the, uh, the mobile device. Um, that's why Pokemon would actually be a good fit. Uh, you, you, you can move it around and hit A and B or whatever, and it doesn't have, you don't really need that feedback. Right. But platformers you do, cause you need to, you're running, you're jumping, that sort of thing. Um, and they can do that. I just don't want it to all be collect threes or whatever. Like, I don't want the bullshit um, right. mobile games. If anyone's going to make a great great game for core players on uh, that platform, the iOS platform and Android, it, it's got to be Nintendo. You know, um, I don't think they're going to do, do collect threes the whole time or Farmville type games. I, I truly believe that they're going to sell games for normal prices five or ten bucks or whatever on it and they're going to be good um at least that's what i hope they have to um 
yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, how do you pronounce this app? The Mitomo? Mitomo, yeah. Yeah. Hits 1 million users in three days. I need to download it. Apparently, it's like it's, a social it's app. Not, it's not out here yet. It's only in Japan. It's only in Japan. Okay. Yeah. So, there we go. So It's, it's basically <laughs> like they said, hey, we need to make Facebook with me's. Yeah, and that's cool. Pretty much. That's awesome. Hey, you know, I okay, sure, why not? Yeah, that should have been on the 3DS, but I, I totally get it. They, it's, you know, the, it, I get them wanting to be more family friendly. That's not completely online, but it is 2016. Set a, a parental control on it or not. You know, it doesn't need to be vital to games, of course. But if you want, uh, you want to appeal to a bigger audience, you need to have stuff like that. That's yeah. just. You know, I can I can pick up my phone now and talk to my my friends on PlayStation because Sony gets it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, Fifth Cell Studio announces layoffs forty five people. This is a big deal because these are the Scribble Knots guys. Oh really? Yeah, and that's that's gotta hurt. That is big. Because um, this is I mean this is where it's like forty five you know forty five people is not. A, 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 is not an insignificant number of people for a studio this size. No, that's an entire studio, it sounds like. I, uh, there there were rumors that the studio closed. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. But they, they they are still open, and they are helping... They're helping with the relocation and all that stuff, reassignment and everything. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, that's... You hate to see that, man, because it is. I mean, that's that's... That's rough. Yeah, no, I I hope they um I hope they all you know find jobs and whatnot. That's that's really sad to see. Uh, yeah, what did they make any other games besides that one? I that that I'm not sure of. I just I know that was their thing was scribble knots. Gotcha, man. man I oh, and that, that sucks. I mean, that's that's kind of the nature of the industry. Like, it, you know, unless you can provide a steady stream of of viable product you're mm-hmm. toast yeah i mean that's you know we have you know we have studios like rockstar and 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 all these but but i mean you know they turn out giant triple a titles and it takes time but you know they have these are the studios that in turn are big enough to own other studios yeah you know deep silver is a publisher now you know it's oh it's, wow it's thing you know things like that like these this is where you get to and either you know you can be you can be a Quantic Dream. You know, you can produce your one game every every few years and it's quirky and it's weird and it's worth the investment and and people love it or or you know, you you wind up like 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 Lion's Head. And mm-hmm. it's it's it sucks, but I mean that's you know, in it, it it's and it's not just game studios, but in this in this context, I mean that's that's the nature of the business. Oh yeah. And that's, oh, yeah. I mean, I know it sucks, but that's, you know, welcome to the world of entertainment. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, um, it's no worse for, or it's no better for, for movie studios. We just don't hear about it all that much. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Well, before we take a break, did you see the Apple announcements? They, uh, they got the four inch iPhone SE. Um, and I think it's like three ninety nine, and this has got to be like their free phone. So, um, I'm pretty sure this is going to be their phone for a carrier. If, uh, you know, if you're going and you want a free phone, I think the SE is kind of perfect. It's like the 5S, uh, but it, or it's – no, I'm sorry. It's got the innards. I don't know. I don't know. You go look it up. But, it's a 5 uh, in a 4's body, I think, isn't it? Something like that. 
I think it's a 5S and a 4's body, okay. but it has like this. You can you can do the 3D touch. You can do a lot of the stuff that um, that you couldn't do with the 4 or the 5S and stuff like that. I'm not really sure. I guess I should look more into it. <laughs> um, but it's a it's you know. So if you're looking to get Pokemon Go or something like that, might be a good option. But we need to take a break. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM, and we'll see you all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And we're in our last segment here. Um, pretty much video, finish up the video game um, news. Um, and uh, we're going to get into reviews in just a moment. Um, real fast, we've got some comic news. Rogue One, upcoming film, getting prequel comic, uh, consisting of the three issues and a one-shot. Uh, and it will launch in October, so that's cool. Cool. Get some Star Wars comics. Um, you talk about Sting for a moment. Yeah, there's. Uh, they're reporting that... Uh... And it'll probably happen in his Hall of Fame speech uh, the night before WrestleMania, which is going to be a downer. Uh, They're saying Sting is going to retire, largely due to uh, the fact that he had to kind of face he can't he's not a spring chicken anymore at Night of Champions. He he, and he and he came out, you know, there there was a lot of talk about, well, you know, they could have done this and they could have done that. And Sting was very professional, very graceful, very upfront and saying, look. This is what Seth does in terms of, you know, his moveset and the kind of match he does. And he said, I, I, I screwed up. I didn't tuck. I didn't, I didn't brace right. He said, I just, I don't know what happened, but I messed up. And he was, he was always really forthcoming about that. And, uh, and it showed a lot of class and a lot of professionalism. But I mean, it's, if, if he was 20 years younger, it would be hard for him to come back from this. Right. There's, I mean, there's, there's no way. I hate that it went out like this. That, oh, yeah. that, that's gonna be, be the end of it for him. But I mean, it's, you know, you, 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 you focus on the career, and he's, I mean, he is an icon. He's, that's, yeah. The, I mean, that's, that's, that's forever. That, that legacy isn't, the, the last match he had is not gonna tarnish his legacy. If anything, you could spin that as a way to elevate it. He went out fighting for the top prize, even at his age. You could, you could, you you could turn that into into a into a really great story. And that's how most of them do. You know, you're the big guy on top. You need to hand it off to the next best thing. Uh, <laughs> that's clearly what I think they were doing. Um, I am still bitter that how WWE treated his whole comeback uh, and early retirement. Obviously. Um, I'm just really bitter at how they treated that. But like you said, you got to focus on the career. He was at WrestleMania. He got his shot. He was at Raw's. He did his WWE thing, even though it was brief. It happened. So you got to be happy for that. You got to be happy for him because he's happy. So, yeah, um, this doesn't mean we might not ever see him again. He's retiring, but uh, come on. He could show back up. Oh, he'll. Make... Oh, I'm sure he will make appearances. I have right. no doubt about that at yeah. all. And just run his mouth and talk and, you know, g- gather people and whatever. Sure. So it's, it's it could be a thing still. So, um, you know, it just WWE has they have a fight ahead of them for. Oh, uh, and Ben, especially with WrestleMania, this this year's WrestleMania is going to be I, I'm worried about this year's WrestleMania. Yeah, because it's it's one giant just I. Oh, OK, the most interesting thing is Shane versus Undertaker. There is no way that the Undertaker loses a career on the line match at WrestleMania in Texas. No way. 
absolutely not going to happen. So his career's over with if he loses? Yeah, you didn't see oh, you didn't see wrestling no. you didn't see Raw Monday. Yeah, Vince came out and he said if if the Undertaker loses at WrestleMania, it will be his last and did a whole bit. See, that's an even more interesting see that's no. really interesting match that we have, I but, think. But but now it kills the finish. There's no way the Undertaker loses in Texas. Are you kidding well, me? No. Well, what if they do? No. No. Uh, no <laughs> what, what if that happens? They take the top guy off the list. If they if they have the Undertaker lose his last WrestleMania match ever in his in his home state, there's they will tear the stadium apart before they get to the main event. That's which what is, they want. That's what they want. <laughs> but it's gonna kill them. Like the main event already sucks. Nobody wants to see Triple H and Roman Reigns because yep. nobody wants to cheer for Triple H, and nobody's going to cheer for Roman Reigns. Right. There, well, hey, yeah. we, we, so we could do this all day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That's what, this weekend or next weekend? Uh, Next, next Sunday. Okay, cool. All right, so we're going to be talking about that. Um, Let's get into some reviews. Now, we had Princess Bride. We're going to push it for next week Um, uh, just because I need some time to read it. Um, <clears throat> And I'm going to pick a book. So we're going to have two books uh, for next week. The book I'm picking is called Console Wars by Blake Harris. Okay. Like Jay Harris. Um, this is the this is what they're basing that movie off on. Uh, Seth Rogen wrote a script about, and it's about the Sega and Nintendo battle. So, you know, the tagline is Sega Nintendo and the battle that defined a generation. Yeah, um, good point. So, yeah, this is going to be a movie coming out soon. So, based off of the book. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the book, the, the summary is the memorizing behind the scenes business thriller that chronicles how Sega, a small scrappy company led by an unlikely visionary and team of rebels took on the juggernaut Nintendo and revolutionized the video game industry in 1990, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, so it, it goes into that history. So I think that's really cool. Um, and then the Saturn sucked and the Dreamcast tanked. So, oh, oh yeah, it goes all into that apparently. And just the ups nice. and downs. And I think it's really cool and it's relevant to the show. So, you know, I was like, Hey, we'll do that one. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, yeah, but we got just a few minutes left. Let's pump out some reviews. I've been playing Stardew Valley. You know, I've been, you know, I said earlier, I've been, uh, you know, I, 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 I've been trying to help out the mayor. You know, um, <laughs> I, I got to get his, his, his shorts that he lost, and they're in Marnie's bedroom. And, um, you know, there's just crazy stuff you got to do in that game. That game is everything I've wanted a game for I don't know how many years now. It is up on, it is. It could possibly be game of the year for me right now. Wow. Yeah, like that, that's how much fun this is. <laughs> if you have a PC, go get it. I'm sure it's going to come out on everything else real soon. Um, it has to. And then, this is going to be like what I think um, Shovel Knight was, where it was just it's then on everything because of how much fun it is. There's so much to do in it, all of the different crops, all the different type of years. And the, the biggest thing is it, it's not like uh, 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 Animal Crossing where – it stops after one day. You literally can't do anything else after a certain period of time. You have to wait till the next day to get more bells and do everything else. This is like, no, after about 10 or 15 minutes, you go to sleep, you wake back up and it's day two. Huh. And then suddenly it's Saturday and, uh, Oh, the flower dances tomorrow. You've got to make sure you get specific flowers around town. <laughs> if you didn't grow any, you could buy some. Um, oh, you got to stop by and you got to see Jenny and, or I mean Penny, and then you got to make sure you give her a book because she likes books. Um, and then, like, dude, you could go down the <laughs> rabbit hole in this game um, of all the different things you can do. All the crate you can you get a farm basically. You eventually get uh, uh, not just plants, of course, but you have animals. You have to shelter them. Um, 
Oh God, there's the, the chili cook-off. You know, there's the chili cook-off, so you got to go and make sure that you have the best ingredients for it because the governor's coming into town. Um, it just it gets insane. Oh, it gets fantastic. absolutely insane, and it's so much fun, dude. You'll go in for 15 minutes. You're like, I'll just do a day, and suddenly you're done the whole month and it's eight hours later <laughs> and you gotta get prepared because the flower dance is in a few days <laughs> and you didn't get all the presents for jenny so you need to like and then you go into the mines and every five levels you know you open up an elevator so that you can go down and suddenly you're 100 floors down and you have to find specific kind of copper because uh dude i, I will stop <laughs> <laughs> But it is the most fun I've had in a video game in a very long time. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. And go go look at reviews. You know, everything I'm saying, everyone who's played the game has probably already gone through. Um, I'm just at the beginning of it. Uh, but, yeah, dude, go, go. I heard it from, like, the Giant Bomb guys uh, talking games and, like, all these, all these places we're talking about. And I was like, I got to play this game. And it's been nothing but fun. I know we only have a few minutes. What did you think of Flash and Walking Dead? Flash was awesome. Flash was amazing. But, uh, I mean, it always is, so what's new? <laughs> yeah, and Walking Dead was so much fun. Walking Dead was a strange episode. I liked it. I, I did, really too, but it. it was it was different. Yeah. Yep, that ending, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a bummer. Yeah. That yeah. was a bummer. I mean, you know, it was different from the comics, and that was okay. But, but I mean, man, just, you know... Yeah, it was. I like it when you don't expect things, and it's like, what the shit just happened? Yeah. Now Dwight, I know him in the comics. Yes. We've met him before in the show. I remember when Daryl got jumped in the woods a handful of episodes ago. No. Okay. I, that happens all the time. So I guess yeah. I'm... The the last the last time. Uh, remember, like, and they were like they chased him through the woods and everything. I get. I don't remember that. I guess before he. Because remember, like he stopped and he helped those that the one bunch of people, and then it all went to hell. Yeah, I think so. When, okay, yes. Yeah, he was he was in that group that uh, that was chasing them. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, he didn't make much of an impact then because it was like, hey, here's a guy in the middle of all these other guys. Well, Dwight is a very different character in. The comic book, I guess. I, well, we're we're not sure yet because we don't know him on the show yet, really. Okay. Well, should I say what he is in the comics? Well, we we kind of know what he is already on the show. Yeah, but I guess they never admitted to that in the show. They never said who he was with and who he was a part of. Well, it's I I think it's implied. Like I we know sure. these guys are saviors. The, okay, so yeah, yeah. I, I see. I guess I I really need to rewatch whatever scene they introduce him because that's where I'm. That's the blank spot I'm having here. Yeah, that um, was that was. I think that was during the whole like we're doing episodes focused on one character, so we don't tell you what really happened to Glenn part of the season. That's where it was. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, hey, we. It's been a great episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, great year. Uh, we got another great one coming next week. Um, you've been, of course, listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. Um, you can go to our Facebook group, We Geek Podcast, like it, talk to us, all that good stuff. Um, email address: WeGeekPodcast at gmail dot com. Um, Twitter is at WeGeekPodcast, uh, at Adam Estep, and at the Logan Wit. Um, what am I missing? Oh, the riff tracks going yes. live. So listen to that. Watch Dune. Laugh your ass off. Right. Remember uh, that that the track you're downloading is just us talking. It's just our commentary. 
It's just our commentary, so listen to it and enjoy it. Um, soon we'll have, in a week or so, we'll have a Daredevil talk. Um, Want to get one of our friends on the show um, that we've been trying to do for a little bit now. Sean, I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's going to be another fun year. So if you're new to, if you're new to us, awesome. Welcome. Um, if you're not your longtime listener, you're awesome, too. And we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Captain? Captain. Captain.